Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Scoutcast from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is Joe. My name is Seb. And my name is Andy. Seb, what is coming up on the show? So we have a slightly more chill one this week. We will, of course, have a little recap of Game Week 20. Is that the one that just went? Maybe 19 as well, because I did hilariously badly. It was Game Week 18 was the last one I did, the last Scoutcast. Oh, goodness. Game goodness. Week 19, the Hitty last times. ones you did, yeah. Yeah. Um... Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Are we, no, we're 20 now, are we? 21 next. See? Good, I know exactly what I'm talking about. That's why we're doing a chill one, because it's a, it's a crazy time of year, and we're going to provide a little bit of an antithesis to that, a little bit of the opposite, uh, opposite vibe. Uh, a little more relaxed than usual, and we've got some New Year's resolutions for you. Of course, as well, we've got lots of double game weeks to arrange and all of that, so rather than trying to guess too much on that, we'll talk a little more generally. We will, of course, though, look at the next four fixtures. We have Alex's team, and we're going to try something new a little bit later with some quick-fire questions, which I will get around to near the end of the pod. Indeed. Um, yes, yeah, so um, before we move on, just want to thank those that have joined us already, the early birds in the live chat. Um, we will be uh, needing your questions much later. So don't, don't fire questions now, but later in the show, when Seb gives the nod, you ask us some professions or we're going to answer them as quickly as we can. Um, but thank you so much to Diraj, uh, Multilevel, uh, Valdis, FPL Soccer Crazy, AMAC, P, uh, Paul H, Seb, that's you. Hang on, Seb. Um, Seb's in the chat as well. Daniel, uh, Anchor, Nuclear Atoms, uh, Liam, uh, Dylan, Baron, Josh, Tim Matthews, Evil Fish, and Baron Nishi, and many more. Um, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Well over 200 of you um, who are sparing some of your time uh, between Christmas and New Year. But only 32 likes, so just smash and pummel that like button and to give us all those lovely um, likes. Um, so yeah, let's have a look at Game Week 20 recap. Um, so we've still got some matches to go or a match to go, is it? I've, I've, I'm losing track of the postponements, um, but I think Manchester United Burnley is still on tonight. Um, so this is pre that. So, so far, um, let's put your team up first, Seb. You, um, it's a man after my own heart. Your moves this week, absolutely nothing. Um, so, <laughs> honestly, they went so badly uh, before i just uh i just noped out of it no i th- i really like that so we've got your team up on the screen for the benefit of those listening on the podcast you've got 55 points so do you want to just quickly run through your team your sort of your highs and lows sure sure i do think it's important to touch on last week first just because i don't want to get away with it because we didn't we didn't stream i got 27 points ah. in game week 19 uh captain ronaldo for nothing 
lost about 15 points just by doing Lacazette or Ronaldo. I also did Salah to Son, so that one kind of came off, although lucky this week. But yeah, that that didn't go well at all. And um, it took me from about 35k or something to like a 90k. Mm. So pretty bad, that one. Um, other people were free hitting and getting 70s as well. I think Andy got about 400 by doing nothing. Um, <laughs> but a bit bit better this week. I'm back to straight back to 50k, which is where I've been for ages. So that's about right. Wiping out that Cancelo captain. <laughs> My team is Edison in goal with mm-hmm. nine points. He made saves. He got bonus, which is a bit nuts. Alexander Arnold, Cancelo, James, Dallow still to play, and Ben Davies at the back. After me and Lynn went for him as a differential, he's done nothing since. Mm-hmm. Uh, Son in the midfield with the vice captain, Jota with the captain. Obviously, nothing came of that, but I think given I don't have Salah, I do have Ronaldo, I do have Son, but I thought Jota was the best captain. He's like got the best per 90s. He had arguably a better fixture than, say, Burnley. And I don't think, you know, he didn't do that much in the match, but Salah was stupidly unlucky not to return. So I don't mind backing that fixture and I got away with not having Salah. I do have Foden and Bowen, who's where most of my points came from. And I've got Ronaldo still to play tonight. Yes, indeed. So I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> so you did nothing and uh, I I did almost everything. <laughs> everything you can possibly do in a game week. So I, Christmas for me has been a real nightmare before we show my team. Um, I, I've... All the players I've got, I got in, were gradually not having games. That's happened to a lot of us, but it just it happened particularly poorly with my team. And so a lot of the weeks I was having, say, seven, eight players. And then so I was having to take, so I've taken five hits over Christmas so far, just simply to get near an 11, and not even an 11. And even then, it wasn't even a credible one. So... I probably, looking back, I probably would have been better just to do absolutely nothing. Whatever my team was in game week 18, just stick with it. Just I even even with the captaincy still on Salah, I would have just I would have been probably probably the same. But of course, you don't do that. It's Christmas. You've got time on your hands. You've had a bit to drink, and you start making moves. So, this is what this is my team. And um, you see, see, there's a few things. Of, few things of note here so for those listening on the podcast it says the words free hit played and basically after two eight point hits in a row I was looking at having to feel having to take another eight points just to get 10 players out and I still wasn't happy with it I still had no Salah I still didn't have a Son I, I just didn't have anyone I wanted to captain and that was with spending hits so a minus 12 could have got me say son as a red credible captain just the way the way my team structure was all of the price points were just out the window because all i was only left with players i i it was just too cheap really and i didn't have any sort of a cash cow um which is really annoying so i just thought right i've had enough of this i've i've i'm looking at a minus 12 here and I just need to steady the ship. I've gone from somewhere around 80, no, 70K, and I was down to 170K last week. And with those hits, even if they came off, I was probably looking at maybe another 50 to 60K rank drop. And then once you start moving down, so I just wanted to move up a bit, steady the ship, just get this free hit played. So highs and lows of that. So um, I, uh, I've gone up to uh, 112k. So I've steadied the ship a bit. I've got De Gea to play. To play. Um, hopefully he was. He wasn't spotted at the hotel. 
just before we came on air, then he suddenly was spotted on the hotel. So make of that what you will. Um, um, so um, I have, I got in, say the likes of Son, King, Antonio, all got me extra points. I kept Foden. I didn't want to move him. Um, and it was great to get Son in. He was like a credible one. Um, the minuses, however, are Salah. <laughs> I got in and captained. And just to show how good and bad the luck is with Salah owners or Salah sellers, this was his first ever <laughs> zero in 177 performances. And it was the third time that he's got less than two points or two points or less. So he's got three points before or he's got an assist or bonus, whatever. He's got something. So that's how rare this was for Salah. And it happened to be the week that I really, really needed him. So this green arrow could have been, say it was a goal, say that penalty had gone in. But that's the story of FPL, isn't it? Say this happened, you do bail. Say that's just the way it is. So am I happy I played the free hit? Yes, because my team was in a dire dire straits you've you've you both of you got similar scores i wouldn't have got i'd have been in early 30s again and um, no not to be good so um yeah that's me i think i've said enough about that are you are you happy with the team you're returning to after the pre-hit is well, it like suitable for what's coming I, I, up well it will come as we used to say in the new year resolutions um i think i've been happy i was happy with my team earlier and then all the postponements came and so what I've been doing, I've been taking out players that pretty much the week aren't next, I want back in. So this this way, I've whatever I've got left in game week 19 is going into game week 21. I'll have a free transfer. If it's a double game week and it's huge, don't mind, and it's a player I want for the long term, I'll take a hit. Just one, because that's, that's what I'm keeping to a minimum, but we'll come to that in a bit later. But... Uh, in essence, I'll, as long as I can get, you know, a, something credible out. And even if I can't, I don't care now because <laughs> I'm sick of making moves and it, and it's just just getting worse and worse. It's like um, when you pick a stitch on a, you know, it's like falling apart on a, on a shirt or something. You just keep and then suddenly you've got no shirt because you've just got loads of just unraveled. And so, um, yeah. Andy, let's move on to your team. <laughs> yes, please. Yes. Yes. Uh, Yes, you got 53 um, for the benefit of those listening to the podcast um, version. Who have you got? Uh, yeah, so uh, I made two moves this week. I took out Ramsdale and brought Lloris in because it was between him and De Gea and I thought Lloris has so many fixtures to play. I was quite happy to have him in there. Uh, and I also took out Smith Rowe for Bowen. Uh, so I was very, very happy with that move. Obviously paid off straight away. So that was for a hit as well. Uh, so I got Lloris, Rudiger, James, Cancelo and Alexander-Arnold. And I'll tell you what, I am fed up of owning double Chelsea defence so one of those is definitely going to be going now because obviously James is injured so that makes my uh, decision a little bit easier uh, Bernardo Silva I mean he's practically a uh, defensive midfielder now Jota Son is captain and then uh, Bowen as well I got rid of Salah two weeks ago and obviously that's paid off I was uh, yeah shocked by the fact he did nothing this week and even missed a penalty uh, and then Antonio and King up top so I'm uh, yeah on 53 Christmas has been very kind to me. I've been very, very lucky. I'm up to about 50k now. So uh, considering after captaining Havertz in game week nine, I've been trying to climb back from 500k. I'm very happy to be where I am at the moment. Ronaldo captain shouldn't hurt me too much if he bangs tonight, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, no, very happy to be back in the top 100k as it is. Um, 
And I got players on my bench that potentially going to be doubling. Got a few little plans, but we'll see what happens. Yes, indeed. Can so, you share those plans, please? Because someone's yeah. two points ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe in our team reveals at the end, we'll get uh, more of those those plans. Um, let's move on to um, New Year's resolutions. I think so. Um, this is uh, more chatty, less staty. So I'll just put a picture of our our lovely faces up instead. Um, so no no stats, no pictures, just us. And um, and also the community. So we've been asking the community about their New Year's resolutions in FPL. And I know Seb is not keen on New Year's resolutions as such, but... Um, bah, bah, humbug. Bah, humbug. Um, but I, it's a good way to frame the fact of just sort of looking back on the season so far and what you might want to change going forward. Or what, what not necessarily a, one specific mistake, but just something around FPL that... Um, perhaps needs changing a resolution so here's some of the communities uh dino i never check live rank or overall rank i just compete with my friends in my mini leagues um but should my new year's resolution to be to start being wary of overall rank and to check it um uh, or should i stay away it seems it can be a crutch also um yeah uh i'm not sure which type of crutch he's talking about but um, Chelsea Monster Sound, uh, don't go into meltdown when my captain blanks. That's his. Um, so, yeah, that's his news resolution. He's not going to go into a meltdown over FPL decisions, um, which are out of his control, ultimately. Uh, and, and not to get angry with my mate, my mini league has captained someone crazy and it pays off. Also, never trust never transfer in Benteke is his New Year's resolution. I wonder if we were so angry about that. Um, the 12th man, take more hits in contrast. Uh, Koki Smurf, avoid premium forwards. HMC, um, definitely less attention to price changes. And also don't go chasing double game weekers for the sake of it. Uh, just one more thing. He has an avatar of Colombo. That's why he thought, uh, just one more thing. Um, stop allowing my FPL game week uh, performance to affect my viewing of football um, it can pretty much gauge your season um, it, um, how many times you decide you cannot face watching something like match of the day and Andy um, Andy Dixon so I have to keep reading all these out people that saying oh, Joe's going on I'm just reading out what the community is saying <laughs> so uh, Seb did you want to say something sorry you looked you looked sort of pensive oh, no, no, no that's I fine just Good I was la- laughing sympathetically. Joe, uh, Joe going on. We love, we love you. No, going it's fine. On. I'm going to, I'm going to ask for you, both of you in a second. So after these ones, just two, there's a couple more left. So Andy Dixon, stop making early transfers. He said to avoid being priced out. I know it's almost always ends in tears. Um, uh, the gaffer, his New Year's resolution: care much, much less about FPL. Spend more time with the wife and kids. Uh, Craig, think less about FPL during the week. Mental capacity to focus on life, much more important. I will come back to those last two when I give my resolutions. But um, Seb, first, let's go for you. Oh, goodness. Okay, um, so I had a few. I think like a more general one, I'll revisit when you talk about yours. But for something specific I was thinking about recently, which I'm sure some people already play like this, so you're way ahead of me. But treating every transfer, no matter whether it's a hit or a free transfer, as if it costs you four points. Now, I don't think that necessarily means make more or fewer transfers. I'm not saying if they all cost you four points, you should never make a transfer. But if you treat them like they're all costing you four points, I think you'll deploy them quite differently. Mm. Be that, you know, valuing them more or saving them and using them all at once. Or when you do take hits, at least being more deliberate about it. 
And even though when we do use a free transfer, yes, it doesn't cost us points. The opportunity cost, of course, of getting another player is there. And also, and this seems relevant at the moment, the sort of making transfers, free transfers, taking hits, whatever, to fix the team for one week, only to then to have to reverse that the following week, either through, you know, happenstance like matches being called off or because we haven't planned carefully, can actually end up costing us points in the long term. And so, like I say, if you value every transfer at four points, I think you may give a little more consideration to what you do with those transfers and maybe don't end up transferring yourself into a problem later. Yes, well, I, I completely agree with that because that's what's happened to me over Christmas. Um, I, I usually take my average of hits a season is somewhere between six and eight. So it's usually around seven. And often those hits are for a double game week player who I actually want so the the hit the minus four becomes a plus whatever hopefully um but this in the last three weeks last week i think it's been like the last three game weeks i've already taken five hits <laughs> and um and because you're having to react so quickly at the moment and there's postponements happening and um, if it was normal, if it were normal circumstances, I might get away with those five hits in a short space of time. And they could have been long-term planning. But for example, someone might have got Watkins in. I think I got Watkins in. And then you might, and then he hasn't, hasn't got a game. So then you maybe transfer him out or, and, and, and so on. Um, but then maybe you want him back. Aston Villa do have potentially a very good double game week coming up in game week 21, 22 maybe um so you put my one in back therefore it's a, it, it could have cost you minus eight for that so i completely agree so what, what do you think Andy? how many how many hits do you usually take uh usually i don't take many hits at all so i am quite a hits averse kind of manager and i do kind of look at it the exact same way seb said mm. is that i am so against getting rid of playing players you know i don't like doing that whole get rid of that player because that player can can haul any week for mm. you so I, I i'm always kind of against it but this year I have been very different to that, especially over Christmas now, because, you know, you're getting rid of players that are potentially not playing at all. And then it does feel like more of a minus two, and it doesn't take quite as much for that that other player to, to kind of get the points back for you. Um, it's just, it's all about circumstances really, isn't it? You know, if, if you're looking at a blank game week and you've only got nine players, and you can get a player in for a minus four to make it 11 players, then I think it can be worth it. We know roughly which teams are going to be having these postponed fixtures and things, so I think it's a little bit easier. Um, but I will say, I, I've seen people in the community. Some people are taking like minus eights, minus twelves. I think that's going too far. Then, if you, you know, I think Joe, I can kind of understand why you did the free hit because you were getting to the point where it was yeah. like just unraveling, I, I, and I can I, understand I, that. I then, think but... often, you know, if, if you were if you were to be trained counsellors here, um, of, often I like in 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 life, I like that sort of not not quite a revolution but i like those moments where you just go right enough is enough let's stop that let's change that quickly and that could be anything in life so if, well i don't know you know moving house or whatever big decisions in life and that can be um and i quite like those to sort of wipe the slate clean and for me that free hit was a very um it was a very um I say cathartic moment, relaxing moment. It, it, I just felt better for it, and it's yeah. gone, it's done, and I'm not gonna, I'm just not gonna get into that mess again. The only thing I will say is as well is taking those hits. Like it's really appropriate that it's called a hit because obviously mm. that week your team might take a hit, 
but of course it can pay off in the future and if you're making those moves to actually think yes i'm building my team for the future you might take a hit that week but it might do you well as the weeks go on if that makes sense so i think as long as you're using them properly they can be good but i think sometimes people just use them because they're there and they want to use them i think i think that's exactly it and that's astute it's not like i'm absolutely not saying don't take hits in fact at this time of year take loads it probably mm. does work it's more about the psychology and the decision making behind taking hits and then even using free transfers if you know if every transfer cost us minus four or like you know in the sky game where you have a limited number of transfers you probably approach them differently i think the fact that we get a free transfer that you can store but only store once and then anything subsequent costs minus four sets us up to think about them in a very specific way that isn't actually reflective of reality so i'm not saying take hits and i'm not saying don't take hits i'm saying value every transfer at four points and see where that leads you with your decision making the the, the sky um analogies is a good one i also play sky ads and um i have made no transfers so out of all of this chaos whoever players are i've got that, that aren't playing i just haven't i haven't done any transfers um i've just kept faith in what i've got and then i'll just see myself through it because there's limited transfers there's only 40 a season so each one, I suppose, is what Seb's saying. They're they're in a, they're almost they're precious. They're like a like a tiny child. They're like baby Yoda in the in the Mandalorian. You just wanna you just wanna nurture them and look after them and keep them safe from the evil remnants of the Empire. But and 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 that's what the way the transfers are. And as a result, in Sky, I have um, just gone up slightly, <laughs> but I haven't got I haven't dipped at all. I haven't moved down, and I've kept the ship steady, and I've got more transfers than a lot of other people around me. And that's the the, the the upshot of it is FPL it's a massive car crash <laughs> so uh, yeah um, yeah Andy yes yes there's resolutions <laughs> yeah so um, do you know what it's actually I, I, after Seb started talking I've realised my New Year's resolution is um, a, maybe a little bit different to his because mine is I know uh, so mine is uh, to not plan quite as much as we are used to um because things are just changing literally every week and we're getting information so late at the moment and i think there are a lot of people out there that are planning they're getting their ideas on paper they've got a great plan they feel great after it and then things change so quickly when we did our um uh scout cast uh, with lynn the, the last one we did we had all these plans. We said, this is the way you can play it. And then literally the next day, we got a free, free hit. And you think, it's all these plans that we want to try and make. And I think sometimes, and I know, Joe, you've alluded to this, I think it was at the beginning of the year, saying you've always got to try and play that game week in front of you as well. Yeah, it's yes, not always yes. about the plan. And it's it's trying to play that game week in front of you. And I've done that quite a lot over Christmas. I've kind of looked at it and said, look, this team's playing a ravaged team. You know, that COVID's ruined them. Norwich in particular, you know. Yeah. I, I, and... I think it is okay. You can still get those points back to then build up later on. So for instance, I had triple Arsenal mm. in my team. They then got a blank against Leeds, yeah. but they got me enough points mm. in that game against Norwich that it was okay having yeah. them. And I think sometimes it's okay at the moment not to plan too much. Have an idea in your head and be very, very fluid with it, but don't worry about planning too much. Just think these are the players I roughly want to have moving forward and I'll go for some other players weekly as well. And I think that's an okay way to play. Exactly. I mean, I look at, Players like like Gallagher, for example, it, it was him that that was the the final straw for me to free hit. Because I thought, well, at least I've got the likes, you know. Like when you sit there with Bowen in your team, you think, oh, you could get something, and you get Gallagher. Oh, he could get a double, you know, against Norwich. 
And then it's like, and then the rumours were coming out, he's got COVID. And they were looking more and more credible. More and more credible sources were saying it. And I thought, oh, I, mean, I haven't even got Gallagher. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but he's exactly the kind of player that if you've got, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, um, it's around, around planning, you've got to, you know, you've got to have a backup. So say if you've got, you've got Gallagher and you want to keep him, then you put him on the bench or you've got him, you're facing that, that decision that game week. Do you transfer him out? But at least you've got a decision you, to, to make. But you've got to do it quickly. You can't plan for that. You can't say a month ago, I'm going to remove Gallagher before he plays Norwich. But you might do. Yeah, it's it's all about that short-term planning at the moment, isn't it? And, and it's so hard because things happen so quickly at the moment. And I'm not completely understanding the COVID rules at times with why games get postponed and why games don't. So it's it's incredibly hard to plan for those, those blanks. But I think, like I said, in terms of just get players in if they're... I really am kind of targeting those teams where they're playing against a team that is just ravaged with injury. You know, teams like Leeds, unfortunately, Seb and, and Norwich and teams like that, you think it's very easy for those teams to get a lot of goals against them. And it's good to captain those kind of players. But obviously, sometimes it doesn't work. Look at Leicester and Liverpool this week. But um, I think you can have a little bit more of a short-term vision this year, at least at the moment, because the games are so quick and because there's so much going on. <laughs> I was imagining it like a David Attenborough as you were saying that, like uh, narrating you. Uh, you're on the on the planes, and uh, like you've, you've caught sight. You've caught sight of a wounded gazelle, and he's gone, and he's going to pounce at him. And it's like a wounded yeah, yeah. Norwich. It's like you want oh, to go from. I think it's very I mean, valid. Yeah. Was it was it Boxing Day, wasn't it? Boxing Day, the scores were just ridiculous, weren't they? Like City against Leicester, six three. Yeah. Arsenal against Norwich, five 0 And we knew beforehand that those teams were in dire straits and you know we were all saying core this could be a cricket score and obviously it comes out and it is and obviously I had Saka but people also I can't remember who scored for City in that game but um, I think it is worth having a look at those kind of games because their captaincy choices can be made in them yeah yeah definitely um, yeah my one is um, it's sort of linked in with hits but but not quite that and basically it's to remember what sort of manager I am and I am not a hit-taking manager. I am a risk-averse manager. I'm a planning-type manager, which is very difficult in a, in a time where you can't plan. Um, so that's why I'm thrown by this. How can I plan when you, it's unplannable? Um, so what I'm looking to do is just to minimise FPL. When I've been in these situations before, when you feel like the game is escaping you a little bit, it's like, it's like the way you play it, it's not... It's not. It's not the. Well, it's not enjoyable. It's just. It, you just. It just doesn't seem to fit the way you like to play the game, and so when you're doing that, you're thinking about it a lot. So Boxing Day morning, I was making all these transfers and then free hitting. I as a long time. That was a long time of my life was spent on those decisions, um, which which didn't really work out either, and so it's very annoying to that. So. My plan, my New Year's resolution, is to minimise FPL in my life a bit. Obviously, I still do these things. Obviously, I still have a team. So I've been doing things like um, I don't have Twitter on my phone anymore. I'm not looking at that thing. I'll look at the BBC or whatever to, to look at if I'm not watching or listening to the game to, to get a you know idea of what's happening or my own team. But I'm not constantly looking at seeing where everyone else is and seeing what everyone else's opinions are on it. I'm just keeping it to a minimum. So Twitter, gone for my phone. Still on my computer, but not on my phone. So I've not got in my hand. Mini leagues. I have kept the mini leagues I 
can't really leave. So the charity ones, um, and I've kept, and, and I'll tell you why Andy's smiling in a minute. And um, the charity ones, um, the one, the the one I first when I first started playing FPL, and some of the, the like the elite sixty four ones. I don't really want to. I, I don't mind being if I'm kicked out of the elite sixty four, so be it. But if I'm not going to voluntarily leave that, so. Um, that has unfortunately included the, the uh, Fantasy Football Scout Moderators and Contributors League. And uh, Andy does have a theory about why I have left that, though, which isn't to do with me minimising yeah. it. It's probably it's probably just a coincidence. Like, I, I, it probably is. But for some reason, I've now gone above Joe and he's left the league. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't I, bear the shame. People le- in the chat, don't have a go at him. It's probably just a massive, massive coincidence. No, no. When I leave the house, that's what they shout at me. They shout at me, boy, you're that bloke that Andy's doing slightly better than. And yeah. I go, yeah, that's I know me. where you live, Joe. Yeah, I've yeah. got my family. All, 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 stand outside your house chucking tomatoes. All across stuff. Somerset. This is what the town criers <laughs> are doing it. But yeah, so uh, that's right. But, but it, what, the reason that is not because I suddenly thought, oh my God, Andy's doing better than me. And so I'm going to leave. <laughs> it's, it's just minimising it all. It's minimising looking at everyone else's team, looking at all the different teams. So I've got very few teams I can look at now, really, um, unless I'm really desperately trying to find their numbers and things and and their IDs. And um, I'm not just minimising it all. And I'm I'm just above 100k, so I'm like not doing like dramatically badly. I just feel at the moment for what I could be doing, I'm not doing it. But I've been I've been like two million at this time of year before. Um, and I didn't take these minutes. It's just, it's just specific around here. But one of the main things is going back to those points that um, the gaffer was making. Um, spend more time with your wife and kids. Craig, think less about FPL. Mental capacity to focus on life, much more important. I'm spending hours, not, not doing the research for these types of things, but my own team. I'm, I'm looking at my phone. Do my kids want to talk to me? Yes, of course they want to talk to me. But is dad always on his phone? looking at his phone going, oh, has Conor Gallagher got an assist? And then I look back at that and think, what have I become? And I think other people might think that as well. They might resonate that. <laughs> so yeah, anyway. I think over Christmas myself, I obviously have been busier with Christmas stuff, as everyone has. And obviously it's our first Christmas with a new baby. Um, I had one very, very good game week with Cancelo. Captained him, but then went on a walk. And I was like, I just don't want to experience this in real time because it's going to feel pretty bad if they concede in the first minute or if I'm just waiting for them not to concede. And then on the flip side as well, I had a very, very bad game week on Boxing Day. We went over to my parents for lunch and all of that. And I think the Boxing Day one probably helped that I'd done well with the previous mm. week as well because it felt like, oh, well, you know, I've, I've done well now I can do badly fine. But realistically, that just doesn't matter, you know, just because those weeks were consecutive. But being away from it kind of, I guess, minimized mm. the time I had either, you know, the joyish or, or, the, or the bad feelings about it, as opposed to trying to experience it in real time. Now, I know that's not practical throughout the whole season. And a lot of us play FPL, you know, to actually enjoy football. It's a marketing tool for engagement in, in the Premier League. But I guess maybe my takeaway, which is similar to yours, would be try and manage that, minimize it. Exactly. And maybe, and maybe if you are, if you know you're going to have a bad week or you are making a decision like Cancelo captain, maybe that is the time to go on a walk or do something else because however it goes, experiencing it in real time probably probably has a deeper effect. But it's the on same psychology. The, the, it's the same principle 
if you're having a really great game week or if you're you know doing doing exceptionally well it's the same principle it's like i'm spending too much time on this when i should be doing it other things and i think a, a lot of the comments i've been reading on twitter and the fancy football scout uh, forum and indeed from from posters when we asked them for example like uh, the gaffer here with his new year resolution and it's the same theme arising whether they're doing good or bad it's just like uh, i think it's because of christmas because we're, we're not at work we're not a lot of people look at fpl when you know on their computer while they work or their phone what you know with their work they're just like you know they're doing that just distraction there but when it becomes you when you should be spending the time with the family and you are but you're slightly distracted i mean i know i know mark talks about it a lot in his in his preambles and he talks about going to the has to go to the garden center if he's having a bad or he wants to avoid a, a game week because he knows or it's a boring match because he you know he doesn't have to think about it but other things as well he's i think he's, he's made jokes about you know like um it's all jokes but they have a they have a they have a, a, a sentiment of truth in them around you know you know around the family meal everyone's thinking about this but i'm just sitting there thinking oh have i made the right move taking that defender around that kind of thing and um and i just think i just think good or bad i think we could all enjoy fpl more by having slightly less fpl in our lives but i don't know whether that, that's my that's the overall my new year's resolution I do think just to add as well that it is an individual thing so obviously we you know both me and you have sat here and gone oh a bit less spend time with families blah 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 that's obviously a potentially privileged position we're in to be able to say that mm. um, you know whether people's personal situations are different or what have you but also people's relationship with FPL is different it'll affect some people more or less some people it may very well be an escape that they enjoy throwing themselves into so I think it's important to recognize your own individual situation and take actions according to that but if anything and this is inside fpl itself is just to try and take as chill approach as you can so not just with involving fpl in your life but the decision making in fpl as well you know we so often see that the worst decisions we make are the ones that we react quickly to and make you know in a, in a moment of passion Often, and I don't just mean, you know, me and you recently, Joe, with transfers, but generally, often, if you're not sure what to do or if you feel you're making rash decisions, just chilling and not making one will work out, especially yeah. in a game where you can bank transfers and things like that. Definitely. And that's why when, when we saw your teams, when we saw our teams recap of game week 20, when you saw no transfers that you'd made, I just thought, oh, that's, I just should have done that like weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, it would have saved so much yeah. more time, really. And um, just just on it as well i think for me fpl's never been the problem my problem's always been twitter like my problem that's where oh. you can get really immersed yeah. into and and i've said it to you before i think it was on our first scout cast is that i i had really good finishes in fpl until i joined twitter and then my first two years on twitter i was awful you know i finished 250k 125k and i hadn't finished outside 100k for four years before that and it's and i was looking at it and thinking why was that and i think i've finally nailed it this year in terms of I haven't taken myself away from everything. I've just tried. It's taken me two years to learn how to manage yeah. all that content. And I think it's like one of those curves in terms of you you can have no content and be okay. Then you get a bit of content and you get better. And then you can have too much content and get worse again. And I feel like it's trying to narrow down how much content you have. And yeah. I try not to listen to too many different opinions. You know, the mute button, I know Joe will swear by it as mm. well. 
I've muted quite a lot of big accounts because they're so extreme in their views. Mm. You know, they're very, this is the right way to do it. I, I, well. I kind of need them out of my timeline because I'm like, mm. I can't have that in my head all the time. Like, I now know that about myself that I can't. And it's, I find that a way bigger distraction than FPL. FPL, I can take it and leave it and bring it up yeah. for five minutes and it's fine. But Twitter is what I get lost in. And, yeah. and I feel that content is what can really harm you as a manager as well. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I follow about 300 people um which is a, it was a small a small percentage of people um that follow me but the, the and some and that changes each season as well and it's what the point Andy made as well some 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 big accounts i cuz it cuz it's a way of playing that you know perhaps i can learn from but it's also it's a distraction and from mm. me it's like i'm i don't enjoy playing the game that particular way so it's just more views and also one of the things that's been going on this week this may be to do with Christmas, but um, so so something we haven't mentioned was that the the site went down five minutes before um, uh, people were making moves, and a lot of people were free hitting then, and it sort of didn't go through, and they had hits, and they were unsure. And anyway, it was it was a uh, once again what I was talking about. This is Christmas time; they shouldn't be having to worry about these things, but they are. And um, the amount of abuse some people were getting. Some people were saying, oh, I, you know, I wish I'd, I, I was trying to free hit and I couldn't, um, you know, really. And then they were just getting abused. And so people like, um, I saw some comments from, say, Adam Hopcroft, who's appeared on Meet the Manager. Um, he, he he was saying he's, he's in a hat to mute and block people. And he never used to um, um, because he was getting abused over that, over, over you, know, you know, people being cruel about that. And I just thought, not only is it yeah. Christmas, but it's just like, I can't. I can, you know, that's all the other the other element of FPL, which, you know, in various roles I've had, you know, as a community manager yeah. of fantasy football, school, you, you have to deal with some of that abuse. But then I just think, why do you have to deal? Why are, why do you have to deal with people who are just atrocious? And, and do you know, it doesn't have to be toxic accounts. Like, it doesn't. It, what I, like, for instance, and he won't mind me saying, I, I, I muted Luke Disable because <laughs> he was putting stuff on the timeline, things like, why not triple Captain Bale? And why not Captain, I don't know, Solano? And I'm like, no, I don't want to see that. I well, don't just that to you or head. just in general to everyone? <laughs> no, just in general to everybody. Right. And it's like, I, t- I still chat to him in DMs, but I'm like, I, I, I just can't have it. If, it. if it enters my head, it's like um, Inception, isn't it? It's like, it's nothing worse than an idea. And it's just, I, I can't see it. If I see it, then I start thinking, oh, that could be a good idea. And then and my whole thing this year, my whole mantra has been, keep it simple like there's a reason why your first instinct is to do something mm-hmm. it's when you start yeah. creeping away from it that it can all go wrong yeah um, i look back on there was a, a decision that i could have made this week no a couple of weeks ago it was a really simple one it was a, it was it was one hit and it involved Ronaldo. no it involved getting Jorginho in and Ronaldo and i know it's that kind of thing of like uh, it's what you do what you didn't do and and that kind of thing but um the point is, I was having a chat. I think it was with Jani and um, I can't remember who else. Um, oh, it was um, it was um, Anorak who used to do the suspension tightrope on Fantasy Football Scout, and um, and I was I was saying I couldn't. I don't think I could have afforded. Can't remember who I couldn't afford, but it was Jorginho I was looking at because he's on penalties for Chelsea, so you never know. And it happened to be that week that he gets two penalties, and obviously I didn't get him in. But it's just moves like that. That was my first instinct, just to go with a massively dull hard pick guy on penalties for a good team he's all i can afford it enables me to get i can't remember who it was ronaldo whoever um in as well and i just you know so that's what i'm going to do now just stick more the instinct but yeah 
cutting down the noise is a good point, Andy. And I think I think the important thing here as well is it's not necessarily, as Andy said, about just blocking toxic people or whatever. You know, the other way some people will deal with FPL or the way they'll enjoy it and engage with it is shouting on Twitter about it, you know, commenting on everything or, or what have you. And that's absolutely fine, you know, because that may well be literally what causes them to have a better experience with it. But if it doesn't for Andy, that's fine. Those two things can coexist. You know, Andy doesn't have to listen, and mm. but they can still put it out there. As Andy said, yeah. that's why the mute button exists. I mean, I think that comes back to what we were saying with this is all personal. There is no one rule that suits everyone. For myself, and I don't know, as people, people know, I enjoy looking at the statistical side of this. I enjoy maybe looking into the psychology and trying to make decisions with that in mind. The reason I do that is because I know myself, I'm actually quite quick to make a rash decision. I often act on emotions first, which is fine. That's me. That's cool. But that might mean that I'm tempted to make a rage transfer or do something because it was shouted loudly on Twitter or whatever. So to try and counteract that, I throw myself into what I guess is maybe the opposite of that, which is, you know, just the statistical side or, you know, recognizing that I have cognitive biases and I can't get rid of those, but trying to act alongside them in harmony with them as opposed to as opposed to being controlled by them or whatever. And that might not work for someone else, just like Andy's Twitter methodology might not work for someone else. And that's fine. I think it's about finding what works for you and working with that, not against it. Definitely. And um, and that, another tip I have that people might like with if they are on Twitter a lot and they want to sort of cut down the noise is add a bit more noise, but not the sort of noise um, that, um, that that is unhelpful. So adding noise. So, for example, I follow lots of comedians. I follow lots of people who are just interesting in general. They just seem to post really interesting things, the pictures or whatever. And and it's just really whatever they're posting it just it brings a bit of joy into the day and there is a, a lot of very negative posts out there i also have a look at posts and think there's I, I tend to mute people who constantly say the words not or don't or just a negative in general about comments about about everyone and more and a less positive and instead of instead of going uh oh, so so and so didn't score or did score uh, it, think of it in, you know in a much more positive way about their own player like uh, oh I'm I'm pleased that you know I made that decision or you know be just to be a bit more positive it's quite hard for me I'm just you know speaking off the cuff here but it's quite hard to put into words I can't find a specific example but I, th- I think everyone who looks at forums and is on Twitter will probably know the sort of poster I'm, I'm talking about there there are very positive ones and there are also very negative ones and if they're just negative all the time it just can bring you down a bit really you just think oh this is but if they're positive all the time it's quite happy i remember um david was talking about it about uh, when he was editor of fantasy football scout he was talking um about a lot of the posts um how how it was important to try and turn a negative into a positive and not in a you know in a cool cheesy way of you know always see the bright side of things but just simply in your posting instead of saying so and so didn't score talk about the player that did score or have something positive around that so and so didn't score because of just turn everything into something positive and useful and entertaining and it's those types of people i like to listen to and uh, and and read their comments on twitter but anyway that's just that's just me yeah, for sure i mean being kind is the thing isn't just it? Being kind, i think when i'm on twitter i'm often quite sarcastic and- I guess because that satisfies me and I hopefully do it in a non-insulting way. But ultimately, it's about being kind. And if you do 
post something that on reflection was a bad idea, that's cool. Own up to it and yeah. say my say my bad. We all do that I, all I, the time. I, I mean, I, I and you know, no one's. Uh, I'm not perfect. No, no one is. And so, there are times when when I'll make a comment and I th- and then afterwards I'll just go, oh, that was that was. You could do better than that. <laughs> and 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 I feel a bit embarrassed or a bit. And so you know, just turned off Twitter. <laughs> and and I think there's probably a lot of people who maybe make comments like that. But anyway, Christmas, New Year, time to. Think again. Should we move on? Yeah. Now, I'm not doing next four game weeks, but I'm doing game week 22 onwards. But I will show game week 21. Probably part of the reasons is we don't fully know what's in 21 yet. We don't know whether there's going to be double game weeks here. And I'm, I'm quite conscious. Don't want, I don't want to date the scout cast. So I don't want this to be out of date in an hour <laughs> because when the double game week starts. So we're looking in general from game 22, 23, 24, 25 onwards. There are extra fixtures to put in here. So you can probably probably safely say there's going to be a whole bunch of extra fixtures in game 22. We do know not we we don't know which ones they're going to be. If you're watching this by the time you do find out, just mentally add them in. But these in general are the teams so far that would be good to invest in in terms of the fixtures. And that's Everton, Liverpool, Newcastle, Watford, Manchester United, Manchester City. And then the teams that are probably less good, favourable to, to invest in, barring any double game weeks, which could only be, you know, one game week, one double game week, and then they've got rubbish fixtures elsewhere. So, for example, Southampton, they've got Wolves in game 22. Then they've got City, Tottenham and Manchester United. So I've got Livermento. And if he's got a double game week in 21 or 22, I'll keep him. And then he's gone. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't be looking to get Livermento in, for example. Um, Burnley, um, my man Chris Wood. He's got Leicester, Arsenal, Manchester United and Liverpool. Oh, pretty much, I don't know, they've got like a, almost like a whole season to fit in Burnley uh, in there somewhere. But um, And Chelsea, they've got no fixtures for 24-25, Club World Cup. Um or uh, Tottenham and Manchester City as well. So, yeah. So anyway, yeah. What what do you think about about the fixtures? How are you looking at them? Bearing in mind, we don't know the doubles at the moment, but just in general. Uh, yeah, I know um, Everton are right at the top there. I know a lot of people are waiting for for Calvert Lewin to come back in. So I think everybody's just screaming out for that that mid price striker that's actually going to do well. Any striker that's really going to do anything, to be honest. Um, I, I, they've got Norwich up next, which obviously helps, and the fixtures are kind. I'd need to see Calvert Lewin play a bit because Everton are just all over the place, really, aren't they? I think I'd probably target one of their cheaper midfielders like Decore or Gray rather than go taking a hit on uh, on DCL yet. But it is worth putting them on your watch list at least. Um, Liverpool's going to be the interesting one for me. I, I obviously with Afcon coming up and they're going to be losing Salah, losing Mane. It's going to be interesting to see how they get on, whether it's going to really affect them, whether people are going to go for double defense and get TA and Robertson, whether people are going to change at all, whether they're going to, you know, just bench Salah. So I think that's a really interesting one because those fixtures are still lovely as well. And they do have a double most probably. So, um, yeah, I think those are the two I'm looking at the most, both those Merseyside teams. But yeah, I think Cowboy Lewin's worth putting on your watch list, but I'm not sure I'm ready to take a gamble straight away, even though they do have a lovely game week 22 fixture. Yeah, I mean, Cowboy Lewin's an interesting one, isn't he? Because my instinct is to get him in <laughs> because I look at the rest of the fixtures 
and if he has double game weeks, this is now the extra. But yeah, uh, there is that <laughs> that sense. He he has. I think he's been come back from injury twice now, and then not in mm. recent. It seems to have been that way. Maybe it was just once. But um, I remember they tried. They tried. They at least tried to play him. I think there was one game where he was. He had some problem with his knee, and he played the Brighton game. I think, and I think he scored, but um, out again thereafter. Um, so it's a it's a tricky one there. Um, I've got some. Uh, so there's not. It's very more chatty, less staty. But I've got some stats here. This is the last four matches in the absence of the captaincy video. Um, this is the last four matches. The so-called whipping boys. So this is the last four matches they played, not game weeks. And this shows that the the defenses to target. These are the ones that the the lion like Andy. Uh, is is racing across the plains to attack and and mutilate for the benefit of a BBC documentary. There's, <laughs> that, there's that little weak weak gazelle at the top there. What's it? Yeah. Leeds. Leeds. Oh. Yeah, there they are. Yeah, yeah. Leeds are the weakest of them all. They're like a, they're like a tiny. <laughs> the the they're like a tiny injured kitten. And for you, oh. that's just like that's dinner. I mean, I mean, I I don't know if you're hoping for a reaction, but it's true. So. <laughs> So uh, and then the the next gazelle, uh, injured gazelle, is uh, Newcastle. Their defence well worth targeting. Now Leicester a third, but I think, I mean, if basically if they can keep a clean sheet against Liverpool, um, then I don't know whether that is a whipping boy. That's probably far from it. I I, I, w- I would just say the reason they kept a clean sheet against Liverpool was not of their own making. No, like yeah. they tried very hard not yeah. to. And, and I think I, th- I think target them, but you can still own their attacking assets. I, got, yeah. I think they can score goals, but yeah. they just cannot defend no. at all. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah. their expected goals conceded. By the way, I've sorted this by expected goals conceded. Those listening on the podcast, so um, Leeds were expected to um, have conceded uh, all over nine goals, and they conceded sixteen. So they're marginally unlucky. <laughs> Uh, Newcastle, uh, they've conceded 12. They should have conceded a bit more than nine, nine or 10. And Leicester should have conceded nine and have in fact conceded eight. So they're sort of on a, on a, you know, doing, they're sort of on a par for what they should be doing, really. Everton, similar as well, should have conceded a bit over eight. And by, conceded, um, by, the, by the way, looking at that table, look at Wolves. Like that's why Sat has been such a good asset this year. Mm. Like they're, they're wolves, top yeah. half in terms of XG conceded, but they've only conceded two goals. Like that is that's what you want from a goalkeeper. Lots of XG conceded, but yeah. but no goals conceded. Like that's lovely. This, I mean, that is incredible, isn't it? Wolves, yeah, should have conceded eight. Just yeah, they've actually conceded two. Now um, this is pertinent because if we look at the fixtures for this week, Manchester United play Wolves. Um, Ronaldo could be. A good captaincy shout. If Manchester United have a double game week, they could be. If Ronaldo gets booking tonight against Burnley, it's worth pointing out he will be banned from this Manchester United from this Wolves game because he's currently on four yellows, and I think that runs out after the Wolves game. But people in the chat may want to correct me on that. Yeah, it's. it's uh, I think they clarified it was after the nineteenth match. Obviously, whenever that comes, because ah. matches are all over the place now. So it's so just a question of working out how many they've they're... actually played. Yeah, their nineteenth match. Yeah. Okay. I, I think so. Yeah. Please, obviously, go fact check me on that. But I is, think that's is the this Burnley match their nineteenth match then? Or uh, I can have a quick look for you, mate. I think that one's seventeen at the moment. Oh, they? okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So he could get banned any minute then. <laughs> uh, Man United have played seventeen, yeah. so eighteen is tonight. But it's also worth mentioning there because of what Andy was pointing out. Uh, Wolves, Wolves are not 
going to be giving it up too many chances. And and Manchester United, I'm still unsure. Um, I've got Ronaldo. I'm okay with that at the moment. But um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know whether I fully trust Ronaldo with the armband. Oh, uh, they just looked so bad, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, like you said, less statty, more chatty. I don't even know what the stats for that match, but watching it, that was just so poor. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, in a double game week, I can understand it. But in single game weeks at the moment, I, I, I trust Son a yeah. lot more than I do Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, further down the list, we can see, yeah, Chelsea. Um, a lot of people going off the Chelsea defence. They do, they're do. they not conceding a lot, but they are conceding. Um, so just one clean sheet in the last four. And the mighty Brighton, obviously, you can't keep the mighty Brighton out. Um, they've conceded three goals there. But Arsenal, Arsenal are the good ones. So I've got Ramsdale. Um, and I, I'm going to keep him. He's playing City next, but I'm just going to keep him. Because they're so low down there in terms of goals conceded. And even when they're against a team like uh, uh, Manchester City, Ramsdale, so, you know, he's got the save points as well. So, um, you know, a, a good one to keep. Manchester City. So, Seb, you've got Ed Cancelo and Edison, I think. Yep. Um, wise move. Um, Tottenham. Uh, Reguilon is one of the players I got in over Christmas. And I'm quite happy about that. That's a decision I'm pleased with um, because it's evident that Spurs' defence is well worth investing in. They've got... Worth noting, he's in... I don't know how bad the injury is, but he went mm. off injured, didn't he, I believe? Yeah, so hopefully, um, hopefully it's not too bad. Um, but um, if it's if he's out for a week, I mean, almost every, anyone could be out for a week at the moment. So um, if, it, if it's long-term, like like it looks like James's uh, for, for Chelsea... If it's longer term, then obviously has to be removed. But, you know, the principle remains. Tottenham defence, get in there. Um, Brighton, Liverpool, um, you know, down there as well. So those with Sanchez, um, Lamptey, Keaton. Don't don't move them on. These are, these are good assets to have, I think. Um, yeah. Sure. I think obviously the thing to say with this always is, you know, it is opponent dependent as well. So Arsenal, for example, Maynard might doing as well if they played some tougher attacks like they had earlier in the year. But the one thing I do like about this table is I think when we're looking at XG, it's sometimes better in this context than say in a scoring context or an attacking context, because, you know, as we discuss all the time, someone like Harry Kane XG, well, do we expect him to overperform it? Therefore, should we actually expect a bit more than the number? When we're looking at it in reverse for the team conceding XG, well, the strikers they play change every week. So the average, which is what an XG number is, is actually a lot more relevant and probably more useful for shorter term predictions Ooh. with, of course, the fixtures taken into account. Um, I just, um, it just been reminded in the live chat, actually, I was, I was watching the Spurs game with Reggie on when he came off and my instinct was that he'd come off because he had a yellow and he didn't... And it, 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 ah, okay, cool. And, and so um, just to... I haven't heard anything about an injury. Well, you just said there was the first I'd heard of that. So oh, no, no, cool. Well, no, thank you for the correction. Yeah, I, I think I just assumed. So fair okay, enough. I think I think it was because um, he was on a yellow, and it was looking like it was looking like he might get a red. Um, I've already mentioned it once as well. By the way, it's worth mentioning that the teams at the top have actually conceded over this Christmas mm. period. You know, last four matches is only two weeks or two, three. Yeah, weeks, yeah. Whatever this, it is. this is last four matches they they've are, played. Yeah, and these are the teams that primarily have been ravaged by COVID and injuries as well. Like Leeds, like there's a reason they're at the top. They're not normally quite this bad uh, <laughs> but you know they, they <laughs> were was, bad they was, but yeah. <laughs> yeah these smaller teams like they are getting hit by FPL uh, by Premier League by saying no I'm sorry you're going to have to play you know Leeds Norwich um, Everton you know all those teams that 
they're being told they have to play and they're, they're getting absolutely demolished when they're playing at the moment. So the, the, the fixture congestion isn't going to change and COVID's still rife. So it's it's worth saying that this is why maybe those XGs are ha- you know, XG conceded is happening. So it can be a tactic targeted, like we said about it already. Right. Um, we uh, Before we come to some quickfire questions, I've just got a few more bits and bobs to, to rattle through here. Um, uh, this is just one last one last stat table. Last four matches, non um, uh, non penalty XG expected goals. So I've stripped away the uh, the Salas and the the such likes. Um, because uh, just a bit of a change. I don't usually look at non-penalty XG, but a um, uh, bit of a change here because it shows, interestingly, um, Jota's still top. Um, so he probably would have been my captain if I'd have left my team as it was for this week. Instead of captaining Salah, I would have captained Jota, I think, um, just because he had the stats and, and I thought the Leicester defence was there for the taking. Uh, Cavani, he was the one that got away on my free hit. And I tried and tried and tried all I could. And I just couldn't do it whilst having... It, it would have meant something like Foden going or something ridiculous. I just couldn't do it. Um, so Antonio was the sort of the furthest I could stretch up to. Um, so I don't mind that. But I think those who've got Cavani tonight, if he's playing, I think he could do well. Um, Sterling, those who've got Sterling in, doing, doing really well. The odd benching, but great. Kane is starting to shoot up this table. He He was never on this. Um, so this is non-penalty XG, bearing in mind Kane's on penalties. Um, he's scored three goals, expected to have scored uh, just over two. Obviously, he's got penalties as well. Uh, Martinelli, Ronaldo, Salah, Bamford, should he ever come back. Lacazette, Werner, Watkins, Son. These are, these are, I think if you've got any of these, if you've got a whole bunch of these players... I don't think any of them are worth removing unless they're injured or definitely looking like they're out of favour. So, for um, so yeah, like I've got Martinelli. I, I, I'm going to keep him. I don't care if he's got are these, City. Are these the players' last four games? Because yes. like Cavani up there with two. Yeah, so yeah. Cavani's might have been stretched across like oh, yeah, four months. Exactly, exactly. Right. But we don't have much to go on with Cavani. Yeah, yeah. So um, he looked great the last game. And he's always looked good every time he's on. He's just never, never on the pitch. But the this... team look, the team look better with him there. Yeah. Just, they just can't get a formation where they can play both of them up top. Basically, yeah. I, I, I think it's very likely he'll play against Burnley. Um, on his just because instead of, of Ronaldo, instead of Ronaldo would be lovely. It could be instead of Ronaldo. I think he would serve a better purpose. Um, <laughs> he would with better with him, but yeah. there you go. That's um, another segue. Yeah, so um, yeah, so he's an interesting one, and I think an interesting differential um, going forward. Even if he's just a sub, but he's a great impact sub. He just fit. He seems to fit in with the new Manchester United because a lot of the players are the old Manchester United, so they, we're not really seeing what they are. But Cavani seems to fit in with that that model there. Um, and a quick look at the community team. Now I'm, I'm going to. Sorry to Alex's team. I've I've been trying to do as best as I can <laughs> with this. Um, so this this is the team we've ended up with. This is going into game week twenty one. Um, difficult over Christmas. I've sort of not making transfers one week, and then two the next week. And and so um, the last transfers I made weren't last week. They were the week before, and it was for Davis and uh, Bowen. So they've actually worked out quite well, <laughs> those particular transfers. Um, 
but I've got two frees. We've got two frees coming up for Game Week 21. Uh, we're down to three, just over 300k now. So we really want to be moving up there. Um, Zaha I was going to remove last week, but I did, couldn't get around to it. But um, could have a double Game Week Crystal Palace and Zaha. Quite good. <laughs> uh, don't know. But anyway, I think for me personally, weakest links, James, Pookie. They're the ones to remove, I think. Yeah, I think so. Especially with the double game weeks and stuff coming up. I think the rest of them are going to be fine, aren't they? Yeah. Um, How high can we go with Pookie if we remove James to effectively, you know, bench fodder 4.0 or something like that? Um, we've only got 0.4 left. So Pookie's okay. like 5.9 or something. So 6. Yeah, so, so, so we could go yeah. up to about 8. We could get, uh, or we don't we, have Watkins, for example. If Yeah, passer. so Watkins, DCL, Antonio, mid price yeah. strikers yeah. isn't bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Could downgrade downgrade James as well now, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. James James and Pookie to to um um I don't know. Someone like well I mean I um uh yeah a, a Brighton defender. What see what we can get. See what we can get. I mean realistically we'd probably end up benching them. I know we want them to play, but Target is playing at the moment, but even if he didn't, we'd then be playing whoever replaced Pookie most of the time. Yeah. So in theory, we're looking at, you know, what is Williams 3.9, but plays for Norwich. There's Ben Johnson at West Ham. Something like that might be enough. Yeah. I think the interesting thing about this team is by doing very little, it's emerged ahead of the doubles in really nice form, really. Um, we can easily mm. remove Salah to Son next week and possibly, um, possibly even this week if we wanted to. But... I think next week when Salah's off to Afcon, um, it could that's a that's a nice son shaped tool. We could just make one transfer this week and then save two there and use the Salah money elsewhere. Spread that around, get Son in. We've got three million elsewhere. We could do something like somebody, that. Somebody, somebody you could get in in defence instead of James is Luke Thomas at Leicester. Mm. Four point three million. Got double game weeks coming up. Yeah. But they are one of the whipping boys. So they are at the moment. So yeah. um, we will. We'll, you know, sure. you know what I'm tempted with with my own team. Um, maybe not as good for this one because you have to wait one week. I think at least is Robertson. With yeah. obviously that yeah. then provides me with a Jota mm. Salah problem in a few weeks. But when Robertson serves a suspension, which will be after Chelsea, I think, because yeah. uh, the league up. I quite fancy their fixtures, as Andy yeah. pointed out earlier. I quite fancy that little double up that will be a bit different from what other people have. Who's going to get you a double-digit um, double return? Course, of course, there is just the Salah problem, yeah. you know, when he comes back. Who, who's going to get a double-digit return? Well, the guy who could get a clean sheet and an assist, a couple of bonus. There, there it is. Doesn't it? Doesn't need to score. Just an assist would do that. Um, and uh, yeah, I completely agree. I'm, I'm looking at James to Robertson, so I might even keep James. Because, well, nice. or someone else, but effectively sort of, they do it, talk about Sky Daisy chaining moves. So essentially James James's role in the in my side will become Robertson. So I might make another, basically I have that in mind really. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, who, who are the best, Who's who, who are the best Liverpool assets to get in? Well, Jota, Alexander-Arnold, I'm sure in a future Scoutcast we're going to mention. And I think it's going to be between Firmino and Robertson for most people, who's going to be that third one. And I guess the only thing is what Salah could be back just before Burnley, Norwich, yeah. give or take then. Then they do have a blank. Yeah. But you might want to, if we do make that move, have some sort of plan to get him back yeah. or a, or another industrial size sofa. Yeah, yeah. You definitely need, um, that's why, I mean, uh, so I've got Ronaldo in my team and, and Alex's team who we've got Ronaldo um, and I don't have Salah. So whilst I've always got 
a like of an Aldo or someone like that, a Vard, he could be. Um, you've still got the money there to downgrade to get a Salah somehow. Um, uh, it's about the spots as much as the money, though, because I guess you have to lose Jota because you'd still have three. Or Robertson, of course, if you then get him out again. Hey, should we get some... Should we try and answer some quick-fire questions? Seb, do you... you yeah, you're so, going to take the lead yeah, on Yeah, sure. Well. So the plan I'm excited. Here, <laughs> I mean, this is kind of inspired by what you were doing the other week, Andy. Um, so the plan here for people in the chat is these are questions that have to be answered with one word. So one word only. For example, should I captain Salah? Yes or no. That's all we're going to give you. Um, we are going to give you a chance now to put them in the chat while we go through our teams for next week. I will make a note of them and then I will fire them at uh, Andy and Joe afterwards. So you've got a few minutes to get them in. Ask your questions in the chat now and keep them to things that can be answered with just one word. They don't have to be about FBL, but we don't know about anything else in life. We only know about it. Does it have to be a word? <laughs> can it be a noise? A noise? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Go for it. Go okay. for it. A single, a single word a single... or uh, minimal syllables. Right. Nice. Okay. Let's have a look at our teams then while people just uh, put the um, questions to us. So here's my one, um, which hopefully um, as has got all the, the graphics right there. Um, there's a lot of red here, but I don't mind for those players like say Ramsdale, Alexander-Arnold and Jota. So I have, I'm have i going into this with a 4-4-2 so far with an outrageous bench. So I'm going to make a move, but I don't know what that move's going to be. I've got Ramsdale, Alexander-Arnold, Reguillon, Cancelo and Livermento if he's fit and if he has a double game week. But he plays Newcastle next, so um, I'm still happy with that. Jota, Bowen, Foden and Gallagher if he has... Re I say recover from COVID. He had a positive test, so I don't know what the... Um, you know, uh, the protocol are, whether he'll be back in time, whether he's it was a false positive, I don't know. But if Gallagher is playing, I want him, especially if he has a double game week. Ronaldo, tentatively captain, but I'm very unsure of that. Watkins, if he has he plays Brentford away, and if Watkins has a double game week, I think he is a great captain this week. Uh, uh, on my bench, I've got Steele, uh, Lacazette, Martinelli, and James... I, pending pending double game weeks, I'm looking to avoid a hit. Um, uh, I'm not going to go chasing after the one player I must have, that type of thing. I feel I've got one or two captains there. I will remove some, probably James to a double game week defender who is yet to be um, decided upon. Um, but I may, if Ronaldo gets uh, banned for Wolves, I will. I would just do a very simple Ronaldo to Kane, and I may even do that anyway. I don't know, but I'm going to try not to take any hits. Um, Andy, let's have a look at your team. Yes, please. Uh, yeah, so I've got uh, my bus team at the moment is Lloris in goal, Rudiger, Cancelo, Alexander Arnold, then Bernardo, uh, Jota, Son, Captain, and Bowen, and then I've got Antonio Watkins and King up top. Uh, so. Like I was alluding to before, I haven't actually planned too much because I don't think you really can until you know what's happening. Oh, we've got our ranks on the screen now. Uh, unless you... Uh, um, cheeky. I mean, yeah, I know, like that. And we've all um, got green arrows. That's the bit I'm yeah. looking at. That was, um, I think, as as did this bit. I, I didn't uh, see much need to put ranks on. <laughs> even even though yeah. all our ranks are good. You know, 112k is still fine. Funny, funny that Joe leaving Lee, no, not putting no, ranks just on Just because, because it's the middle of the game week. It's, it's sort of been tradition. Terrible. If it's in the if the scout cast in the middle of the game week, just don't don't yeah. put the rank on. Yeah, if it's the fair end, enough, fair enough. but red or green, um, put it on. Yeah, uh, to be honest, 
I am not against free hitting this week. I uh, I feel like I've built up a little bit for game week 22 anyway, and I feel like free hitting this week with City playing Arsenal, Liverpool playing Chelsea, I don't think it would be a bad week to free hit, especially if we find out about the double game week. Mm-hmm. I won't be if we don't find out about it, but uh, yeah, I feel like it could be a good week to do it. Obviously, remember if you free hit this week, you can't free hit next week, but uh, I feel like it wouldn't be that bad of an option because you've got those really big hitters with massive EO playing against each other. So obviously the upside is capped a little bit. So it could be a week to do it. But yeah, I'm just going to wait to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I, with with my next free hit, uh, if I'm in game week 22, um, a bit a bit light, um, then I'll, I don't mind using my second free hit then. Because um, no. the first free hit was given to us for a reason, COVID related. So... I think it was an apt one, and I think if you used it in twenty one, I think that'd be that'd be fine. But yeah, I like like you. I think I think a lot of us should be okay in game with twenty two, um, especially those who've had a bad Christmas because all our players haven't been playing. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, the one thing is, is uh, Bernardo catches my eye. He has done very little, um, and um, when they play, Foden. Gundogan, more money, Sterling, KDB. Almost everyone apart from Bernardo is a great option. So, yeah, yeah. What are you thing what are you is, with him? thing is, he's it's what we were talking about before. He's playing every game, uh, and uh, he's not my priority every week to get rid of. Like this week, I got mm. James. Unfortunately, he's the one that's going to have to go. And obviously, I wanted to get rid of a Chelsea defender anyway. Um, and I just look at Bernardo and think he's playing every game. He could easily, you know, they're scoring six, seven goals sometimes a game. And you think he could get the odd assist or goal. So, yeah, he's staying at the moment. But if I were to wildcard, he'd be straight out. But he's he's playing, so I'm keeping him at the moment. Fair enough. Um, Seb, your side. Um, so who, who have you got? What's, what's your decisions? So I will run through my team quickly. I have Edison in goal, Alexander-Arnold, uh, Cancelo, Ben Davies and Dallo at the back. Son currently has the captain's armband with Jota, Foden and Bowen in the midfield. Ronaldo and vice-captain Watkins up front, which leaves me with a bench of Gunnison, James, King and Gilmore. I have two free transfers and a small amount in the bank, like 0.3 or something. I don't know what I'm going to do at the moment. It feels like there's a week in FPL terms till the next uh, deadline, although it's, what, two days? Um, Realistically, James will go. I have two free transfers, so I don't want to burn one of those. So even if I just make one move this week and then carry two into next week, I do think I'll lose James. But I'm really not certain what for at this stage. What would you do um, if Ronaldo gets his fifth yellow um, tonight? Might be a nice little move to Kane, although Spurs yeah. fixtures aren't quite as lovely anymore. Arsenal next, then Chelsea away, Southampton, although they've got obviously doubles to come as well. Easy one might be Kane, or it's just another part of the James move. So mm. I end up maybe keeping James as a more expensive option like Robertson, although mm. he'd have to be a bench for yeah. a week, and do Ronaldo to, I don't know, DCL or something yeah. like that. I like Everton's fixtures, but I don't want to I don't want to do what I've maybe done with Ronaldo, which is like their fixtures so much that I've tried to force a player into my team. So we'll see. I just put up on the screen there, just because you mentioned some fixtures there. Tottenham for gaming 22 uh, for the next four. They have Arsenal, which is Harry Kane time. <laughs> um, they also have Chelsea um, and then they have Southampton, Wolves. Um, and you mentioned Everton. They've got Norwich, Villa, Newcastle and Leeds. Um, so, and one of the reasons we're thinking of Robertson in, because they've got Brentford, Crystal Palace, Leicester and Burnley I can you know I mean yeah no clean sheet is guaranteed but out of that lot I would say they're going to get three three out of four would be clean sheets you would imagine um, but... although obviously Robertson does miss I think I said Chelsea earlier which is 
this week, isn't it? Does yeah. live? I think he might miss. Is it Brentford as well? He does. He does miss the next couple. I believe. Right, no, it, one of them's one of them's Carabao Cup, isn't it? So he, yeah. he's back for Brentford, I believe. Ah, oh, beautiful. Thank okay. you. Okay. Well, that, that's that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, so yeah, we've had some questions, haven't we, Seb? So I've we've had so many questions. Away. So good. <laughs> So what I won't be able to do is read out names because y'all were too quick for me. So sorry, I might think of a better way of doing it in future. <laughs> but what I am going to do is I am going to fire one question at Andy and then one at Joe. And we're going to alternate until we get through them. What, we was, get what I was going to say is is perhaps at the end, you could just name check, just very quickly name check, not for each question, but just name check. Thank you to and then list out. I will really I will do my best to do that. Uh, the way I've done it, I've not taken names down either. So okay. uh, I will do a bit of scrolling and I will try and do that, but I'll do better in the future. Um, so first one, we'll start with you, Andy. Now, one word answers. Oh, yeah. Son or Kane captain this week? Son. Joe, Lookman or Mora going forward? Mora. Andy, Regulon or Ben Davis? Regulon. Joe, wildcard now or save for later? Save. Andy, cash or target? Cash. Joe, perfect one for you. Cody or Sice? <laughs> Cody, always Cody. Yeah, of course. Uh, Andy Loughton, yes or no? Yes. Nice. Uh, Joe, will Lamptey start consistently going forwards? Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> Andy, Tillmans or Madison? Now, Madison is injured, I believe, so presumably going forwards. So if, if both were fit? Yeah, both were fit. If both were fit, Madison. Cool. Uh, Joe, Ronaldo or Kane from now on? Kane. Andy, triple Watford. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Joe, Watkins or Antonio? Watkins. Okay, Andy, a non-FBL one for you. Portuguese or Brazilian Ronaldo? I wonder where you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> that's a, that's uh, a Hollywood question. <laughs> yeah, my, my answer is Brazilian. <laughs> <laughs> good Smooth Good. answer. <laughs> oh no, um, oh. Joe. What kind of kid? No, never mind. Uh, um, <laughs> Joe, what animal best represents your FBL season so far? One of, one of those gazelles that Andy's after. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a terrible one-word answer. <laughs> Gazelle, Andy. What, Andy, what about you? What animal best represents your FBL season so far? Uh phoenix oh love it i'd go for like a mole just digging, what, away, a phoenix, digging away a cheesy phoenix <laughs> cheesy answer um okay and then so final one both of you answer this one should the two free hits come back next year let's assume you get one in each half of the season yes no ah oh, conflict love it cool can i can i just Say one thing after that one. It's just because I've always said I like all the hit, all the chips we've got. Have them first season, second half of the season. So you got wild card, free hit, bench boost, triple captain. August to December, January to whatever. You get the same again. That's it. That's what people can use them at different times. If you're going to have them, do them like that. So I just wanted to add that in, just because it's something I'm very keen on that. Uh that wasn't a one word answer. No, no. I'm I know. Going to it wasn't, it wasn't my, it wasn't my question either. I just added it in. Thank you. Did I win? 
Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, because Brazilian. Thank you. Brilliant. Um, cool. So I'll try and describe some names for thank you. Thank you for uh, putting some questions forward for that, everyone. We'll try and do that next time if that's something that's enjoyable. A bit of FBL and a bit of non-FBL is, is always good fun. Uh, we have FF Scoped in the chat who asked. We have Guy, The Erupt Das, Blanco19, Aaron C, Chris Fincher, uh, Shin Sakai, Mike Poopy, Mr. Twister, Mr. Tools, Ah, uh, we have Blanco19 again. That's a greedy couple of questions. I think I asked both. Nice. And plenty more people as well who I will get to next time as well, I promise. Excellent. I think I think that worked well, apart from apart from me just going writing an essay for one of them. But um, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it the one word next. I'll just say yes or no or something. Um, but yeah, enjoyed that. Um, so I hope everyone has had a nice Christmas. I hope everyone has a great new year. I hope our New Year's resolutions have been helpful and may strike a chord with some people and they might just offer a little bit of amusement to others. Um, but in the meantime, for the last time in 2021, it's a goodbye from me. A goodbye and a happy new year from me. And a goodbye and a happy new year from me. Goodbye all. <laughs>